0: I'm only as great as God lets me be. When you get too high, and mighty,
1: then He'll bring you down. Also, you have
0: to not focus on
1: um, yourself. Soul and gospel singer Sissy Houston. Today on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. In the music business, backup singers often, well, fade into the background. Many never achieve fame on their own, but one who did was named Sissy Houston. After a successful career backing up singers like Elvis, Dionne Warwick, Aretha Franklin, Cissy Houston struck out on her own and eventually won two Grammys. And I guess talent runs in the family. Cissy Houston's daughter is Whitney Houston. I met Cissy Houston in 1998 after she'd written a memoir. So here now from 1998... Sissy Houston. But Once I got into it, it became very, very
0: apparent, you know, and that it was something that I needed to write for my children, for my grandchildren, for people to know their heritage and from whence we came. It's important, I think, for us to know that.
2: Did it Did it occur to you as you were writing this, As you tell us in one chapter, you kind of step back from your life for a moment and as the song goes, count your blessings, count every one. It's, it sounds like you had to go through that in writing this book.
0: Yeah, for sure. You step back and you look and you reminisce about the things that he brought you through and what a blessing they were and, you know, the things that you, where you could have gone
2: and you didn't, you couldn't, you didn't. And, um,
0: it's, it's nothing but a blessing.
2: How do you even know where to begin? Do you just start with your parents and just kind of let the ride carry you? Well, along? that's
0: where I, I started because that's where it all began, uh, with my parents. I was, my lost my mom as you know, when I was eight, eight and a half. So that was like the beginning of my life, the place to start, I think. And from there on, it went, you know, this place and that place and, You know, I was very devastated by that.
2: People do measure things like you know, before mom died, after mom died. Of course, those those points in your life. Sure. And and before the fire, after the fire. Yeah. That kind of
0: absolutely. Then I lost my father ten years later, so um, it was kind of devastating to me to, um, and to talk about that was sometimes painful, but um, the joy came too because um, I was taught and I had a foundation. And the basis they gave me for living.
2: I have to I have to confess to you, I'm fascinated by origins, by beginnings. I like to see yeah. where things started. And so the story of when when you and, and a bunch of the other kids just decided to play church one day and suddenly discover <laughs> Hey, we can sing. Yeah, right. What a what a great story that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it was it as accidental as it sounds?
0: Well, no, we were um we knew that we could sing, but my father was very adamant about not playing church, and <laughs> it was done as an act of fun for the moment because we didn't really know what you know. We saw this in church, and we saw people really get happy and you know, and really express themselves, and that was at that time when we were young. It was fun, you know, and uh, to see the impact that it had on our cousin. Who was really, had really found the Lord. And, um, it almost scared you, you know. So then my father knew we were playing church and then boy, you got it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to imagine though what it must have felt like to realize when you first, when, when, when the, when the three of four of you started to, to, to belt mm-hmm. out and realize, hey, we sound pretty good together.
0: Yeah. Well, we had a sister who was very, um, she meant
2: for you to do it well
0: <laughs> and uh, she was a good teacher and my father but you know put her in charge that was her job that she was supposed to teach us to sing and singing acapella I, like I said is um if you can't sing acapella then you really can't sing <laughs> you really need to be able to do that and the, the we sang no music and it was just wonderful you know god-given talents and it was great.
2: Well, they say that siblings have, yeah, uh, are better able to harmonize. Because oh, their such a great so sound. Sour.
0: Yes, for sure. There's nothing like sibling sound, actually.
2: So, the idea of the drinkard singers must not have been such an illogical thought. No, not at all. <laughs>
0: no, uh,
2: not at all. But you must have been very nervous the first time you had to actually sing before an audience.
0: Ah, uh, you know, I don't remember. I think sometimes I get more nervous now than I were then. I was young. I was a baby, you know, I didn't. With nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. <laughs> nothing to lose. And uh, I just sang, you know, whatever came came out. And um, it was fun. <laughs> did,
2: did you enjoy the singing then just, just for the, just you know, kids just loved to, to belt out tunes. Or were you singing for God at that point?
0: No, I was just singing. I was singing for God. I didn't know it you i was think i was quite young to really know although we had been taught that that is who you sing for that is you know the way to get to know god and to know of his blessings and you know things like that um i didn't quite get to know him until i found him for myself and that was at
2: age 14 everybody has to find him for themselves oh yeah
0: that's it then i knew what I was singing about, what my father was talking about, and my sisters and them, were, you know, shouting about. So,
2: but by that time, you're a pretty accomplished singer. Well, yeah, I was an accomplished singer. So, but. how do you how do you reconcile? Well, on the one hand, you 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 need to humble yourself before the Lord. The the gift He gave you is a gift. It's not your doing. Uh, no. Some, but yet, on the other hand, because you had to be thankful. That's right. But on the other hand, people are saying, "Wow, you're a really great singer. You're mm-hmm. wonderful." Uh, How do you keep
1: forgetting
0: to smile on I'm only as great as God lets me be. You know, when you get too high and mighty, then he'll bring you down also, you know. You have to not focus on um, yourself. You have to focus on serving God and, and singing for him and making other people feel or trying to make them feel and know the goodness of God and his mercies and forgiveness and all the wonderful things that he'll do for you if you just let him.
2: Now, is that part of the reason why your, your father didn't come to see you at Carnegie Hall?
0: No, I don't know why my father didn't come to see us. My father was busy with the church and trying. To, he was in the, about the business of uh, earning a living and taking care of his children. That's what he was about. Uh, my father wasn't one of those, uh, you know, um, going here and then He was a church goer. And that's all that he did, you know, he worked, he went to church, and he reared his children. Um, We didn't expect for him. He sent us, and we knew that he loved us, and he knew that that's what, you know, we knew that that's what he wanted us to do, so it didn't bother us like that, you know.
2: You talk very poignantly in your book about the times in your life, as I suppose we all have in our lives, when... (laughs) It just doesn't feel like God is standing right beside you, helping you along the way.
0: Yeah, because I guess that's because we um, have let go of his hand, not because we, he's let go of ours. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> we, we get a little For bit. For a minute, process. it gets kind of slack, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah Much like a small child wants some independence, runs off. Absolutely. Makes a mess of things mm-hmm. and comes back, and dad's always there.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely, and that's the deal.
2: But how do you keep from losing your faith entirely? Uh, many people that go through what you do, and, and they've lost their faith entirely. Well, I don't know that
0: they had it in the first place. <laughs> because I don't think you can lose your faith. If you ever know what God has done for you, and if you, like you said, count your blessings and know that nobody else can do this to you but God, um, you can't lose your faith. You may wonder sometimes you know it's just like um backsliding or something like that you know it's not mm-hmm. it's you just don't i don't think you can lose it now it may be. <laughs> but i can't see where um once you have faith it's always there for you to pull on yeah. you know when all else is gone then you go right back to what you know
2: You probably wouldn't have been able to get through some of these things in your life if you hadn't had that rope of faith. No,
0: I probably would not
2: have. So it's a lifeline.
0: It's a lifelong uh, process for me. I love God, and uh, I rely on Him.
2: Are you the kind of parent to your children that your parents were to you?
0: I'm a very strict parent. I was a very strict parent, and now my children are all grown, so... (laughs) I can't be so strict on them. There are very values and morals that I expect for them to maintain.
2: Um, But it says a lot about an adult child who still looks to her mom mm -hmm. with the same kind of devotion that Whitney looks to you. Yeah. That says a great deal about you.
0: Well, I hope so. She's a pretty wonderful kid herself. And my boys, they're wonderful, too.
2: You tell great stories uh, in in the '60s, singing with some of the most famous, the most well-known, the records, the songs <laughs> we all know by heart. Yeah, I didn't know that was you singing in the background of some of them. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're the uns, you you and and Sissy and the girls. You guys are are the are the unsung heroes of much of our popular music.
0: Most of it, yes, most of it. We are, and at that time they weren't giving credit. You know, that's of- right. That's
2: that's why people. Absolutely. They they didn't know (laughs) what.
0: Right. That's exactly why. But um, now they do. They give you know, credit for um, your arrangements of the
2: background. Those must have been some incredible years. They were. They really were. Hard working years, though.
0: Hard working, but it was so much fun. It was so much
2: fun. Are there certain personalities that stand out in your mind you think, wow, just, just just for a chance to be in a studio again with them would be great?
0: Well, everybody that I've um, worked with. But that's I guess that's why I, I formed my own group, mm. because I knew what was going to be, the harmonies were going to be there, you know. The personalities were compatible with one another, you know, except for the norms. You know, you have disagreement. and uh, wouldn't be human if you didn't. No, it's only normal. But basically, for the most part, we were all on one accord and doing what we came to do.
2: And then eventually comes the time for you to decide that you need to be on your own. Yes, that well, must have been a, that must have been a difficult decision.
0: Well, it was because the, the girls were so fabulous, you know, the voices and whatnot. That um, but I felt like. I just needed to do something else at that
2: point. And it comes back to reward you when you're, when you're honored for it with Grammys and, and various mm-hmm. other kinds of accolades. Record sales are good, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but even now, again, it comes back to what we were saying a moment mm-hmm. ago. You, you don't, you're, you're not sitting here with a swelled head. You didn't come with an entourage of 50 people and bodyguards and things yeah. like this. You're just me. You, <laughs> You are a recipient of a gift from God. That's it. And, you know, and
0: I don't fear. He didn't give me the spirit of fear, but of power and of the Holy Ghost.
2: <laughs> I'm just curious, as, as a mom, what does it feel like to be in a movie, a major motion picture that millions around the world will see with your daughter? It was
0: great. It was great. We really had a good time doing that film. Um... Well, we kind of took on reverse roles. I think she enjoyed that <laughs> a little more than I did, but uh, it was wonderful. I enjoyed it because she was in, oh, mom, I you know, you know, oh, Mrs. Abigail, I think my name was in the in the in the movie, and uh, she enjoyed that. She enjoyed telling me what to do. You know, so. I said,
2: mm-hmm. And what a beautiful woman! I don't mean just as to look at, but a, a spiritually beautiful woman. Your daughter is. I mean, she's she's a yeah, reflection she really of you. Is.
0: She's a wonderful person,
2: and your she whole is. family. I mean, just this is I have to tell you this this was a wonderful book to read. It would thank it made me, you. It, there's so many books out there that are so troubling to read the true yeah. story. My family was addicted to drugs. My family did yeah. this, you know I was a criminal Please. And okay, we need to know about that too, but gee, it's so fun to read an uplifting book for a change,
0: thank you. yeah. well, that's what I wanted to write about something that would make people feel good about
2: themselves and about, you know. But that doesn't mean hiding the truth. I mean, you've made us feel good by no. telling us the truth.
0: Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, our truth has some warts on it from time to time.
0: The truth shall set you free. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sissy Houston is 87 now and still sings, and she still leads the Youth Inspirational Choir at the New Hope Baptist Church in Newark, New Jersey. Would you do me a favor? If you liked today's episode, would you please tell a friend about Now I've Heard Everything? We post new episodes here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can find us on all major podcast platforms. And thanks for listening. Oh, and have a happy Thanksgiving. And the day afterwards... Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, my 2007 interview with Bloom County cartoonist Burke Breffitt. I couldn't quite leave all the controversy of my cartooning days behind. I thought if I went into children's books, I I wouldn't be running on that ragged edge. And sure enough, it's like I can't avoid it. I've always got to be pushing the envelope a bit. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson.